Welcome to episode 2 of Disney Minus Reverse Rebirth. I'm Steven, the pilot on this gummy ship of madness. I decided I'm going to keep that bit because I like it. <laughs> I'm Kat, and I am really excited because from what I heard earlier, I get to see Keyblade pictures, and that makes me really happy. Yes, we will be uh, We'll be seeing three new Keyblades today. We'll only actually be getting one of them. It's a whole thing. Some of them you have to like come back to later on. Like, not nothing plot-related, just, like, they're hidden in areas of the world that you can't access until later of the, later in the game. But, screw it, I'm gonna go ahead and just give you the Keyblade now while we were doing that, that part of the world's plot. Because, otherwise, it'd be like, oh, by the way, now that we can glide, we can go back over to Wonderland and go grab this thing, or something like that, and it's not. Now, I do have a question about the Keyblades, and this isn't, like, anything spoilery. This is kind of just, like, Keyblades in general as they apply to the game, not the storyline. Yes. So, from what you were just saying, with the Keyblades, is it like, I mean, obviously I'm assuming you get, like, different forms or upgrades, whatever you call them, throughout the game. Yeah. Are they ones where, like, you have to upgrade them to progress the story, or, like, are there versions of the Keyblade where, like, they're optional and you can get upgrades or different versions, but if you move, like, not if you move, if you miss them or if you pass by them, like, in a cutscene or a little side thing, you don't ever get to get them back, or... Oh, it's 100% optional. Um, each world will have its own. After Kingdom Hearts 1, 100% of the time, the world Keyblade you'll just get once you complete the world. It'll pop a little screen up. Um, they do that about half uh, for most of them here. But like I said, um, Wonderland and um, Olympus Coliseum for sure. You have to come back later on because they're, they're in chests. So those you can technically miss. But you don't need any of the other Keyblades to progress. They all just have, like, different stats and different looks. So there's actually, in Kingdom Hearts 1 Final Mix, there is an achievement you can get on the uh, the PS4, like, collection that has all of them for going through all of Kingdom Hearts 1 without, like, changing your equipment, which means just using the Kingdom Key the entire time. So, so yeah, doable, but they they have different stats. Will increase your strength or magic by different amounts. So it'll make it just gives you stat buffs basically. If you miss one, it's not gonna like hurt your progression story wise, but you may miss out on like upgrades or like yeah, it's basically, not gonna yeah. hurt you story wise, but you may not like progress like upgrade wise. Basically, yeah. What's okay. really funny, and it's something we'll get to later on in the game because it doesn't come up until close to the end. But one of the iconic ones for the series is just in a treasure chest off to the side in this game. So it is, again, one of the most iconic Keyblades in the series. Totally missable, and you can do the entire first game without even getting it. Oh. It's kind of funny to me. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. All right. So uh, that said, before we get started, um, listeners at home, or wherever you are, mm -hmm. uh, the first episode ended up being a little bit, or ended up running a little bit longer than we had uh, kind of planned. So basically, from here on out, we are. I mean, it was starting... a maiden voyage, so. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um. So from here on out, we are starting a uh, time limit on the episodes. Um. The question segment will be after the time runs out, so that will never be part of it. And this little like beginning bit obviously is not being timed yet. Um. Since we're doing these every two weeks, we're gonna set it for. I think we had decided about an hour and a half. I mean, give or take a bit, like, if we have to go over, like, if we're at a spot where we really can't stop in the game, I can see us going oh, yeah. over a few minutes, but oh, we're, yeah. if we're, like, yeah, we're the... trying to shoot for about the 90 minutes, then we do, of course, the questions after. Yeah, like, if the if timer goes off and we're, like, in the middle of a cutscene or something, we might still go. We're not gonna die, so. <laughs> as much as our job is trying to kill us, they can't take our Sunday. <laughs> 
<laughs> Seriously, fucking hell. Okay, okay, not going to talk about work stuff. Yes, um, game, game, the game. <laughs> happy stuff like Kingdom Hearts. Okay, happy, so tiny, actually, heartless. <laughs> so actually, before uh, before we get started, there was one thing that I had forgotten to show you last time uh, that I want to go ahead and just bring up. It's nothing huge. It's the uh, the heartless symbol that I'm going ahead and dropping in the Ansem Report channel. Yep. Clicking Look. on it now. Yes. So it's like a heart with like okay, little stitchy thorn. It's like yeah. the card symbols, but it's like the little stitchy horn, the stitchy thorny things through it. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, Steven. Shut up. Yeah. But yeah, so that's that's one thing you'll notice is um, some heartless, like the shadows and the dark side that we saw last last episode, do not have this the heartless symbol on it. Most of the ones that that we see will have the heartless symbol somewhere on it. Also, quick question: just because you put that in, it made me notice something else further in the Ansem Reports board that I didn't notice before. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to talk about the freaking goofy Elsa thing. Oh my god. <laughs> I hate Jakey for doing that. <laughs> we're not talking about that. No. But no, the little, like, the big guard dude thing that's, like, suddenly in all these, like, Disney colors. What What is he from? I okay, just now no. noticed that. No, that is, that actually we'll get to because we also got a couple of questions, I think, asking about oh, it, too. Okay. For, um, for the final mix version of any of the games that got a final mix version they came in and not all of them because some of some of the heartless color actually matters to the heartless like there are a few that are like themed for uh the elements um fire ice and uh thunder so those are of course red blue and yellow respectively uh-huh. for most of the heartless they ended up getting uh recolors i don't really know why i guess just something extra to toss in so <laughs> what you're seeing there that flutter dark posted in the answer report channel is the final mix version of that guard armor boss from Traverse Town. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I it's... don't know how I missed that. I just now saw that when you put in the heartless symbol. I was like, wait, what the? Okay. Yeah. It's and again, like there's there's no real like specific trend. Like they didn't do all of them like this, or they didn't like photo negative them or anything like that. Some of them got changes that I think look. And again, there'll be a question about this later, so I can go into more detail, but. Some of them got color changes that I think look a little bit better. Some of them, I think, look a little bit worse. Some are just meh, but yeah. Okay. All right. I was just curious. Anyway. Yeah. No. So, okay. So, go ahead and start our timer then so we can uh, be doing this right. (laughs) What? um, Oh, actually, I was going to say, before you do... If we're doing an hour and a half, um, just add on, like, an extra minute or two for, like, basically just to account for it getting shortened a little bit in editing. To do what now? You cut out a little bit. Oh, uh, but I was just saying... Um, I mean, we're not you... going to do, like, hard and fast an hour and a half. Like, if we go an hour and a half and 45 seconds, I don't think either one of us are going to die. No, 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 not that. I was just going to say, like, add an extra minute or two because it'll get... The track will get a little bit shorter in editing anyway. So that way it still comes out to being about an hour and a half after that happens. True. Well, um, even though it's just you and me, Stephen, come on, you know you and I are going to go off on tangents at some point. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we will okay. ever have an issue with filling up that airtime. Oh, yeah, probably not. Okay, so go ahead and start my time and I will start talking, I guess. <laughs> I'll say you're the one doing it, so. <laughs> oh, I thought you were keeping the timer. Okay. Okay. So just because our listeners haven't heard this, if y'all haven't heard of the game Whiplash, you're a weasel and a rabbit trying to escape an animal testing facility, and the weasel is just dragging the rabbit through the facility because they're chained together. Steven is the weasel, I am the rabbit, I'm just being dragged along for this ride. 
Let me see. Okay, so wait. So which one of us is going to do the timer real quick? Uh, oh, here. I can do the timer. Give me just a second. Okay. No, I am setting that right now. My phone froze, so I'm doing it. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Setting timer for 90 minutes. We're doing hour and 30 minutes. Nope. All right. Are you ready for me to start? Um, before we before we get started, Kat, go ahead and tell our listeners what happened last time. Wait. All right. So wait, I'm not starting the timer yet. No, not I'm yet. Just, I'm no. making sure. Shut up. <laughs> okay, so okay no, a, yeah. So to like, be fair, there was a lot of shit to remember last time. Um, you can just do broad strokes, just like a real quick. Okay, I know. Uh, Sora, Riku, and Kyrie are like all best friends. Uh, they did a thing with like the pet PayPal, PayPal, the star fruit. Yes, that. Um, there was a race with that. Obviously, Sora has total UST with Kyrie. Uh. He beats uh, Riku. He beats up a bunch of Final Fantasy characters. Um, I know at one point, uh, Riku starts acting really, really, totally fishy. 100% trustworthy, not strange at all. Um, they're trying to get off their island. There's a bunch of shit happening. They fight a bunch of heartless shit. They wind up in Traverse Town. Shut up, Steven. Um Oh, I know Donald gets like almost three quarters of the way through a big honking phone or uh, throne room before finally realizing King Mickey's not there. Yep. And then Goofy winds up spilling it to Queen Minnie and Daisy, and they're all trying to team up and figuring out what the fuck happened. Um, I know every time when you were in Traverse Town, like you started going out of doors and coming back in, and every time you came back in, there were more of those heartless fuckers. Yep. Basically, darkness is spreading everywhere. Oh, oh, we finally got to see one Keyblade, and that made me happy. <laughs> That's right, it was Keyblade time. I finally got to see the Keyblade, yes. Um, we still haven't seen Sephiroth and Natsuke. <laughs> so we haven't seen them yet. I have no, we're not... to them as that through the entire game. I don't care whenever I find out their names. That's going to be their name. No, we're not going to see them for uh, a good we while. We met, uh, oh, what's the little thief girl? Uh, Yuffie? Yuffie. We met her and Ro- Roxas. No. No, not Roxas. Sorry. Uh, other emo <laughs> starts dude. with an starts with an L, ends with an E. I know, but I wanted to say Lorax, and I know that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> no, we met Leon. Yes, thank you. Okay, Resident Evil dude. Yes. Point is, they've all met up. They're teaming up, and yeah. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So that's. Yeah, I so know that's the general pretty... idea of what's going on. You're no, you, you got about as good a grasp as any. Uh, so okay, so go ahead and start the timer because that is pretty much where we left off. Okay. Here, starting in three, two, one, start. There. Okay. So we start off in space, and Wait, um, we start off in space. Having having just left Traverse Town, we are. It's never, like, super clear what this is exactly, because, like, each world is clearly self-contained, so, like, are they planets in a solar system, or what exactly this is? It's the space between worlds, that's kind of all that matters. Um, I am dropping in the map for, like, this section of worlds that we're going to be doing, and you will immediately... next. Okay, you put that in the teaser, though, for the episode. I also did that, yes. And you will immediately next to Traverse Town notice something that pissed me off to no end. My like went back when I was a kid and playing the game. What they am I looking for whole, now? 
this whole game, you can see Disney Castle next to Traverse Town. Uh-huh. But you can never go there. You can't, you can't move the cursor over to select it. There's never one of these little, like, paths connecting over to it. It's just sitting there, just waving at you this like whole time. Like, even after you finish the game, you can't connect over to it? Nope. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why they did that to me. Steven. I don't know why they did that to me, and I don't like it. <laughs> but, I haven't even played this game, and I don't like it. I know. It's, it's, it's not nice. Um, but, uh, so this picture is from later in the game because, uh, Olympus Coliseum does not start off with a battle level that high. Um, <laughs> but so the first world that we are going to, um, based on just covering them in the order that the, uh, the Let's Player went there, went to them is going to be Wonderland. But on the, on the world map, you can, you can see both, um, Traverse Town and, not Traverse Town, well, yeah, Traverse Town too. But you can see both Wonderland and um, Olympus Coliseum, just not their actual icons. They just have a little node. So coming out of Traverse Town, you... Like, I'm guessing Olympus is the one with, like, the little, like, the columns and stuff. Is Wonderland the one that's, like, uh, if I'm looking to compass, like, it's northeast, the one that has, like, the little yes. checkerboard pattern? Yeah. Okay. Um, but So basically the point is, um, coming out of Traverse Town, you can choose to go to either one of those first. Uh, we're just going to cover the orders in uh, the the worlds in the order that the Let's Player I'm watching uh, did them, because otherwise it'd be mixing a bunch of stuff. Just up. random question wise, though, since random question though, since you can go to either world from that, what does it matter like story wise? Like, do you have to go to one over the other? I'll, or? I'll actually, I will actually get to that later on in this episode because that does come up. Oh, well then, I will <laughs> there up. are two distinct times uh, that I can remember off the top of my head that uh, doing the worlds in a different order will result in something happening cutscene-wise. Uh, one of them one of them is here in oh. this first ring. So anyway, uh, like I said, we are heading over into Wonderland. Yes. Okay. Actually, before we do, uh, since, I'm, since I decided I'm going to read the Keyblade descriptions, I might as well go ahead and do the Kingdom Keys since we didn't read it last time. Ah. Uh, so are you reading pictures and I get to see... Or, I'm sorry, are you reading descriptions and I yes. get to see pictures? The, yeah, the Kingdom Key Yee. I posted last time. I'm not going to post another picture. You know what that one looks like. <laughs> so the... Dis oh, Wait, the, the Kingdom Key I gave you a picture of last time. I'm just reading its description now since I didn't read it well, back yeah. then. Um, so the description of it yeah, yeah. for Kingdom Hearts 1 is... The, uh, the keychain attached draws out the Keyblade's true form and power. So basically, just already telling you right off the bat, yeah, this is this is the default keyblade kit. You're, this is the one you you get. Um, but so so we select Wonderland, we hit disembark, and uh, immediately, <laughs> immediately our opening cutscene for the world is Sora, Donald, and Goofy falling down the uh, falling down. Actually, I think it's it's been forever since I've watched Alice in Wonderland, but I'm pretty sure they recreated like the same falling down the rabbit hole scene just with these three idiots instead of Alice. And that is when we get our title card for Wonderland. Just one second while I drop that. Probably be more interesting without Alice, because... Oh, Alice is still here. No offense to both the original Disney movie and the remake, which were both well done, but Alice was very much just a, oh, float along and let things oh, Alice happen is still to here, me. Don't worry. Great. Uh, it's... It, 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 you'll see. Um, we... 
Great. We, um, so the guys, the guys land, figure themselves out. Um, if I remember right, I think they it does that thing where they're all in like a pile because well they all fell to the same spot um, and go into <laughs> the what is called the bizarre room, which is where if you remember the um, the doorknob from the movie, this is where he is. It's been honestly forever since I saw the actual Alice oh. in Wonderland. Well. Oh. I probably won't see it again until it actually pops up in the normal Disney minus rotation. But I know what you're talking about, though, the little doorknob that talks to Alice. So yes. I know vaguely okay, well, what yeah. you're there's, talking about. There's a talking doorknob. That's basically it. Um, they do see the white rabbit uh, running in. Er, I like uh, the rabbit. Because they, they don't see him. I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. They don't see him in the tunnel. I think, yeah, when they get there, he is running through the door. So they... That's how they see it, yeah. Uh, so they ask the doorknob, hey, how can we get small enough to fit through? And he, like, says, oh, just drink from that bottle over there. And <laughs> now that he says it is when the table pops up. Like, it was not there before. So it's not that Sora didn't notice. It wasn't there. <laughs> because... The little green table yeah, thing? Yeah, or... like, the... Or it's white, actually. Like, the the table that's got the bo- the drink me bottles on it. Like, okay, so I'm looking at the picture that you put. Is it like the little lime green table that's over to the right, or like the little oh, table oh, oh, that's no, to the, the left of the shelf? The here? table with the two drinks isn't isn't in that picture. For, isn't in the picture I posted for some reason. I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why they left oh, it out. Okay. Um, but yeah, so Sora drinks. Eh. Wow, it's, Steven. It gets kind of funny because Sora is the only yeah. one we ever see drink or eat of any of these things that change your size. But then Donald and Goofy will change size too. So, their the tummies are magically connected armor. to his tummy. That's what it is. But, so yeah, so they they finally get small, and now that they are small, Heartless show up in um, in the Bizarre Room to fight them, because, I mean, what else were, yeah, what else were we going to do? It is, do. it's basically, it's a group of um, soldiers <laughs> and shadows again, but we do get introduced to this funky little dude. <laughs> Oh, he is called a Red Nocturne. This is one of the ones that doesn't get uh, recolor in the final mix version. Um, basically, he will... F- he looks like an evil dick. You know? That. He kind of does. Now you mention it. He does, though. Like, without the, little, without the heartless symbol, he really does. He looks <laughs> like one of the little dick scrubs. You can't see it in this picture, but he also has, like, they're not always visible just because of how small they are. He's got these little, like, stick figure feet. That will literally sometimes just kind of just poke out just enough to be, like I said, just a little stick and like three little stick toes. He's got two of those little. I mean, depending on the Zelda game you're playing, <laughs> that could totally be a dick you scrub. Because in some they want to help you, and in some they um, want to kill basically, you. Basically, this little dude uh, will float around, and this one has fire magic, which basically just results in. If I remember right, I think the attack animation for it is like his hat will fly off and shoot a fireball out. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of it's looking at these guys Ooh. is kind it's kind of cute how they attack. I mean, annoying of course, but <laughs> but so yeah, so you fight you fight those off and finally ask the doorknob, can we get through now? The doorknob has fallen has fallen asleep, so you can't go through him. Uh, so instead, what you have to do is go back over to, or climb back up on the table, get big again. The um, the bed that is shoved into the wall in that picture, you got to shove it into the wall so that you can reveal that hole. You did all of this so that you could fit through the doorknob, and now instead you just got to take a side door. 
That's a lot of effort for one freaking tiny door. <laughs> Welcome to Kingdom Hearts. God damn it, Disney. <laughs> I will actually say, ultimately, Wonderland is my least favorite world in this game. Not because not because it's like a bad world or anything like that, but the way it's set up, I get lost. I get lost easily in games anyway, but especially in Wonderland. Because what this is, is there are going to be three areas. Um, the Bizarre Room that we were just in... Um, the Queen's, or the, like, sort of outdoor court of the Queen of Hearts, which, uh, there we go. And then a forest that sort of branches off from that. And that forest has got a bunch of different doorways in it that take you to different parts of the bizarre room. So, like, literally sometimes... So you have to go no. through that Oh, maze? no, that's not a maze. That's, like, hedgerows, basically. Yeah, you just walk under the archway. Oh, but, okay. So what it'll be is... Like, half of this world is just the bizarre room because one door in the forest will pop you out on the wall, and instead of, like, falling down and, oh, now you, now you just gotta go back, that whole wall is now just its own distinct area. And they do that for all four walls, the floor and the ceiling of the bizarre room. So the the bizarre room is, like, six different rooms all in one, if I counted that right. Yes, okay, took me a second. But, so, yeah, so, like, it's it's a cool concept, and I, I dig it on its own but like i said i get turned around and i get lost way too easily <laughs> so especially when i was younger i hated wonderland for that because the others the other worlds are all a little bit more distinct and not just shoving you into the same room a bunch of different ways <laughs> but um so remember how i said alice is still in this game you come into this little courtyard area and she's on trial of course um you want to know what her crime is? I mean, is it different from the movie? Which is, like, anything? Basically, because it is still the Queen of Hearts. Like, we opened the cutscene with the Queen of Hearts just shouting the verdict is that she's guilty because she says so. And Alice saying, you may be queen, but that doesn't give you the right to be so, so mean. <laughs> Which, her crime... Alright, hit me there. ...is assault and attempted theft of the Queen's heart. Which, in any other series, yes. Wait, what? Assault... And attempted theft of the queen's heart, which in like, wouldn't that require to have? Wouldn't that require the queen to have a heart to start with? I mean, she's the queen of hearts, so first off, write that down. <laughs> but I but know, right? But if you've seen the but movie, I, my thing is the way it's the way it's phrased because it's the queen reading off the charges. So she says, "Attempted theft of my heart," and it's like any anything else that line would be like. The beginning is of a rom-com, like, oh, you were trying to steal my heart. But this is Kingdom Hearts, so it it's meant literally. That's a ring ring, sorry, lifetime and <laughs> right? whole lot But no, right she's now. accusing Alice of trying to literally steal her heart. Not her not her physical chest heart, but like the weird metaphorical, metaphysical hearts that they have in Kingdom Hearts that if you lose yours, you become a heartless. Like that guy we saw in tra back in Traverse Town. If you remember. Wait, which guy? Oh, there was a guy in Traverse Town, if you remember. Uh, as soon as Sora walked up, he just collapsed on the ground and, like, this swell of darkness, like, burst out of his chest and then he, like, it just turned into a heartless. That, off the top of my head, I don't remember, but also when I was re-watching the episodes for tonight, I didn't quite get to that part, so that may be why. But I'll go back and watch it after tonight and through tomorrow anyway. But the basic of it is, if you lose your heart to darkness, it becomes a heartless. So, 
the queen is basically saying, you tried to steal my heart. And, of course, Alice is like, what? No, what? No, I didn't. <laughs> and Sora, having in-game been told, like, ten minutes ago by Donald that they're not, and I think also Goofy, mainly Donald, that they're not supposed to interfere in the in the affairs of other worlds, immediately says, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Metal not in the affairs of dragons, for you are crunchy and taste good with ketchup. Well, Sora, like I said, immediately says, fuck that, and runs forward to be like, hey, now. Because this being the Queen of Hearts, you can guess what the verdict is, or what hold the up. sentence is. Of course. So he's like, well, hold oh, up okay. now. I may be dumb, but I know that's bad. So he runs up and says, there's no way Alice is guilty. And she's like, oh, and how do you know? How do you know she's innocent? And he's like, uh, <laughs> that's, that's kind of what it comes down to because it's not like they can just tell people about the heartless. I mean, they could, but exactly. then they'd be, you know, locked up. So basically, so. Sora is just like, um, uh, 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 you know what? I'm gonna find the real culprit. Yeah, and the queen's like, good, go find your evidence and bring it back here. And if I decide you're guilty, it's all four of you losing your heads. <laughs> Meanwhile, Donald and Goofy are like, yo, wait, what did we do? <laughs> <laughs> the fuck did we get dragged into this? But, but yeah, so that, so those are the stakes. That's what you gotta do for right now. Um, you go off into, I don't have a picture of the, of the, uh, the little forest area, but it's a little forest area. And you meet, you meet this stripey asshole <laughs> who decides that he's not gonna be helpful freaking at all. Hang on nice. one second. Excuse me. Oh, I'm in the, the movie. I cat. like the Cheshire also, cat. Thank you. In this, I do not much care for him. He's such a dick. Is he a dick? He basically tell, basically like Sora, what like is fuck? like, dude, what's going on? And and he like is just giving all of these like cryptic riddle ass answers. That's the point though. In like the TV media, he was like a. In the TV media though, he was like a non harmful dick and now basically you're telling me he's just a like, straight up dick they ask or they ask like what what way did the heartless go and he's like always or the queen's way and it's like it doesn't fucking help my dude <laughs> the most helpful thing he says is there are four pieces of evidence for them to find three are easy one is tricky honestly they're all fairly easy to get to but there is one specifically that if you find um the Chester cat will show up and like give you blizzard so, uh, bl- the the Wait, blizzard. Wait, you what now? Yeah, which oh, if you okay. if you don't find that one and you complete this whole world without it, you'll still get it in like a little title card at the end of the at the end of the world anyway. So it, this is just getting in a little bit early. And what I so it's just a matter of how soon you get it, but you're gonna get it either way. Yeah, and so basically, what it what is kind of cool is okay. fire. I'm sure you probably saw in the uh, in the videos from the Let's Play when you when you went back and watched it. But fire shoots out like a single fireball that will home in on whatever enemy you're locked onto. Uh, Blizzard instead is like a shotgun blast, yeah. so it'll shoot out like I think when it's I think at its first level it's like six little blasts in kind of a in kind of a scatter. So now you've got your hit multiple enemies attack. Yeah. Um, the, the Cheshire Cat, though, leaves just in time for, of course, another round of Heartless to show up, including this guy, uh, who is called, okay, there you go, 
It didn't show up for me for a second. Uh, he's called a large body. They're honestly, they're not that bad. I know, right? I wonder <laughs> they're why. Honestly, they're not that bad. Um, because of all that armor on the front, you your physical attacks will not affect them if you attack from the front. If you use magic on the front, I think it's just reduced damage, but it'll still hurt. So the trick to fighting them is run around or jump over and get them from behind. But then... Do the shackles on their wrists have anything to do with it, or are they just there for aesthetics? Yeah. Gotcha. I didn't know if that was, nah. like, something you could, what, like, What is kind of neat that they'll do when they start getting low on health, they'll, like, slap, they'll, like, slap their bellies and just, like, charge forward. <laughs> They're like, right? I mean, that's one way to get the gas out, so. But, but yeah, so that is where you sort of got to start being a little bit careful, especially because um, Bond of Games, the Let's Player dude that I'm watching, he's playing on crowd mode, which I never did, and means the Heartless are doing a lot more damage to him. But so, so yeah, it's basically just fight some heartless, look around for the four pieces of, of evidence, which are uh, footprints, stench, antenna, and claw marks. The claw mark one being the one that you get blizzard for. Um, while you're here, the there are flowers in the little uh, forest area that will, if you go up and interact with them, they'll say, like, give me a potion, give me an ether, something like that. If you give them the thing they're asking for, They'll spit out, like, a bunch of health or a bunch of magic balls so that you can kind of, like, refill between fights or whatever. And there's one that will, that instead of giving you stuff, will make you big. Kind of like, again, if you remember from the movie, um, I think it was Alice ate a cookie that made her really big when she was in the forest. I don't quite remember. Not the point. Um... From the original movie, it was like she ate a cake that made her grow big, and it was like some kind of little potion that made her shrink. That was it. So yeah, basically taking the place of that, um, which is kind of neat because while you're in the forest area, there's like one really big tree that you can smack and will actually turn, or, and it will actually turn if you hit it. So you can use that to kind of rearrange it to get to different areas of uh, the forest. But there are also, this is how you get to uh, the claw marks, is there is, like, a stump that you can stomp on and will make a few lily pads, like, pop up so that you can get to a door that's, like, up in the top corner that you wouldn't have been able to otherwise. Uh, that'll take you to a different section of the bizarre room so that now you can find that one. And, again, that's the one where the Cheshire Cat uh, will give you Blizzard. So anyway, you do all of that. You go back to um, this dumbass trial uh, that the queen is still intent on doing. Um, you will put in however many you find. Uh, she will, however many, however many you put in, she'll put in enough to like fill it out to five. So if you put in your four pieces of evidence, she's like, yeah, well, I got this one. And then this asshole. You went to all the trouble of finding all of this evidence. She's not going to see everything. You know what she does instead? She tells you to pick one. What? She will view one piece of evidence and decide based on that. So all of the boxes of, like, each one is in, like, a little box. So they'll all mix up, and you got to try to pick the right one. If you pick the wrong, the outcome is ultimately the same. Uh, just uh, if you pick the wrong one, it will reveal either Donald or Goofy as the culprit, and Donald and Goofy will get locked up for this next part. Uh, versus if you pick one of the right ones, it'll show a Heartless, and you, you'll you have Donald and Goofy to help you out for this next part. 
Either way, the next phase of this is the queen gets mad and sicks all of her hard dudes on you. Um, I should mention at this point they have Alice locked up in a bird cage that has not even a regular ass curtain, but like it looks like a metal curtain that's molded to the shape of the bird cage that just slides around it to cover her up. That doesn't surprise me. I know, right? She's got to be extra. Um, so she'll have all of her card dudes attack you. Um, if you if you knock if you fight them and knock them out during this fight, after a minute they'll just get back up. What you actually got to focus on is the mechanism for Alice's cage so that you can bust it open. Basically, you do all that, and oh, turns out Alice is gone. <laughs> you did you did all of this, and her ass then disappeared. Yeah. So the queen hmm. obviously is mad, and, and nobody I don't like does. The queen. You shouldn't. The queen obviously is mad because have you met her? <laughs> um, I mean, anybody who's seen any of the Alice movies exactly. would know we don't um, like the queen. Although all praise to Helena Bonham Carter, you know, the character is still bad. Like <laughs> so, right for this movie, we don't like you. She's finally at the point where she's had enough of this, <laughs> and. Sora and the others are like, well, fuck, we gotta go find Alice. We can't just like, let her be missing. And this is this is more where the gesture cat pisses me off because he acts like he has, he acts like he saw what happened and like he knows where Alice is. But he just fucking refuses to say. He's like, oh, I don't know. Maybe if you explore, you'll find her. Thanks, bud. Hey. But um, so you explore some more around um the around the. Uh, the forest and around the uh, different areas of the bizarre room. Actually, during this section, um, the Let's Player dude was lucky enough to have these little guys show up. It's like evil code from Mario, but <laughs> like hot top. Well, I was gonna say like hot also that this version. one is another one that doesn't get a recolor. It's called a white mushroom. So if you gave it a recolor and still called it a white mushroom, that'd be weird. Um, so original. <laughs> it's an inverted toad. It really is. It's the hot topic um, of Spencer's toad. It is. Look, like he's inverted. Holy shit. Yeah, you're right. And he's got the little pictures on his hat and the picture on his little stem. He is a total Spencer's and hot topic knockoff. Those pictures, are so, those pictures on his hat are supposed so to be a cute. It's so cute. Right? Yeah. They're like the little pins. That um, you the the white mushrooms, basically what they do is you don't actually fight them the way that you do other enemies. Uh, these guys are useful if you want to try and get the ultimate weapon, which I'll... What you do no, what they do is like they will or? have a few different, like, things that they'll, like, pantomime, um, and basically you have to respond with the right spell at them. Um, so, like, if they start to shiver, it means they're cold, and you have to hit them with fire to heat them up. If they start fanning themselves, they're too hot, and you gotta use Blizzard. Uh, they've got... I don't know how the fuck this... So they're like the mimic you from Pokemon, the little dude that like, you know, you know what I'm yeah. talking about that dresses himself up like Pikachu. They're huh. like the mimic yous of Kingdom Hearts because they dress themselves up, and if you don't respond to them, then they yeah. Act except this dude these guys like more just you. get angry and leave. <laughs> so like, if you hit them or use the wrong spell. Well, I mean, a, from what I've heard from the mimic you, I mean that one like tries to kill you. So hopefully, at least these guys don't. Maybe. <laughs> No, if you if you hit them or if you use the wrong spell, <laughs> it's, the animation for it is so cute because like they'll just they'll like get all huffy and like hop up and down a few times and then they'll just like basically just fold into themselves on a little swirl of darkness and leave. Aww. 
I know. <laughs> like, I'm just here to have a good time, and you're getting in the way of that. I know you try, pumpkin, but, but um, no. basically, So basically what it is, is um, you can do, you don't have to do um, the same spell every time. You'll still get rewards, even if you don't. You get this thing called Mystery Goo, I think, no matter what. But if you do, like, three fires in a row on them, which can, which is when I start to really hate these guys, because sometimes you'll, because they also only hang out for so long. And sometimes you'll be like, I hit you with two fires already. Just please do the I'm cold animation again. And they're like, nah, bye. And so so if you're if you're looking for these guys specifically to grind out the materials you need for the ultimate weapon later in the game, they can be real dang annoying. But um, basically, if you do the same spell each time or all three times, they will give you an arts for that spell. So fire arts, blizzard arts, so on and so forth. And you need at least one of each to make the Ultima weapon later on. So that's really the only thing these guys are here for. I don't... They pop... Okay. They pop up in Chain of Memories. Although I don't really remember why. And they're in the mobile game sometimes. Actually, no, I take that back. They're not in the mobile game. I don't think they're in anything other than Kingdom Hearts 1 and Chain of Memories, now that I think of it. Huh. I hadn't thought about that before. But, but yeah, so... um. Basically, you're just you're looking for Alice, of course. Um, you end up in an area of the uh, bizarre room that is like, if I remember right, should be the ceiling from where you started, or compared to where you started out. Again, I'm trying to remember the layout of the bizarre room, um, but it's too bizarre. Ha 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 ha. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, there are there are two lamps in that section of it. And again, this is where the Cheshire Cat comes out to comes out to fuck with you and just be like, "Oh my God, it's too dark in here. Can you please turn on the light?" And Sora's like, oh, "What?" <laughs> and he's like, "Just touch the lamp." So you do, and it ignites. Like you don't you don't cast fire on it. Sora taps it with the Keyblade, and it because it's like an oil lamp, so like it just ignites. And Sora's like, "Okay, so now what? Do the other lamp? Why am I doing this?" <laughs> So you light both of the lamps, and the Cheshire Cat tells you, uh, now that the now that the lights are on, the shadows or shadows might start to appear. And it's like, motherfucker, there have already been Heartless, but he's talking about one in one in particular, which is basically this is this is what sets up the boss fight. Uh, you go back to yeah, you go back to the regular part of the um, of the bizarre room, and that is when the world boss uh, for Wonderland shows up. He is called the Trick Master, of course. And there he is. Wah. So that doesn't sound ominous at all. Like, <laughs> I know. Honestly, it's weird, but at the same time, kind of fits. Like, if you were gonna have a boss heartless for... He's honestly like a cross between Wonderland and Halloween Town. Yeah, right? Um, Something I had never figured out, because I during this fight, you can climb up on the table... Because where you gotta hit him is, like, either his tall head or his tiny little torso area. If you slash at his feet, nothing happens. It'll basically just act like you're hitting a wall. So I always focused on trying to climb up onto the table, jumping, getting a couple hits, and repeating that. So I would actually have a, I would have an actual fight because I'd have to deal with him trying to hit at me. I did not realize until watching the Let's Play videos for today... <laughs> If you stand just right in front of him and just kind of position yourself just between both of his legs, 
he can't reach you. <laughs> so you can just hop up, smack him a couple times, land, and just repeat. Like, so wait, you stand where? On the ground, but... Like, I see, like, his little tripod things, yeah. but, like, in the... Oh, no, they're wheels. not wheels. Those are just I see those. big, pointy shoes. Yeah. So, basically, oh, if you stand shoes. on the floor yeah, okay. right in front of his big, pointy... Right in between and in front of his big, pointy shoes, he can't reach you to with any of his attacks. Yeah, I had never, I had well, never well, noticed right that on my own. But, so, yeah, so you can... I know, right? You Leave can that to you cheese to the entire that. fight by just standing right there, jumping up, smacking him once or twice, and then just repeating that cycle. Can he not just, like, stamp on you? He, he'll he move around. I don't think his stomps really do very much damage on their own, so it's more just timing your jumps, right? But, so you finally beat him, and after all of this, this is when the Cheshire Cat decides to tell you that Alice is gone. Like, thanks, I guess, you asshole. Thank you for nothing, Captain Dick. He basically just sticks around long enough to tell you that Alice is gone, and they're like, well, where'd she go? He's like, I don't know, I can't say, but she's not here anymore. And this, it, then you get your first keyhole of the game. Hang on. There we go. Uh, the key, <laughs> the cutscene after that, the... Not gonna say anything? The doorknob is like, oh my god, there's been so much noise, I'm just trying to sleep. And like as he's yawning, because because doorknob, a keyhole appears in his mouth, and Sora shoots a beam of light at it from the keyblade. And I'm not even kidding; they give you like a little locking sound effect in that cutscene. And so that completes Wonderland. The world is over. We're leaving now. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and toss the keyblade for Wonderland in the chat because, like I said. Um, you can't actually get to it until you unlock a couple other different kinds of abilities. I But I want to see it. Exactly. It's, it's a keyblade. I want to see it. I want to see it. Give me. Give me. Give me. <laughs> I know. This Ooh, one's neat. It's, it's called neat. Lady Luck. Uh, the description for it raises max MP by two and significantly enhances magic and summon power. Also inflicts good physical damage. So, the only... My goal at some point during this recording is I want to get my hands on like a plush keyblade. I'm not gonna say a normal I'm not gonna say a normal keyblade because you know I would cause damage, but like I want a plush keyblade that I can like hit people with and not I actually. I don't know if there are plush damage. ones, but I know there are foam ones that are basically like that like harder than probably, foam. I could probably find someone that would make a plush keyblade. I guarantee you I could at least find somebody that could that I could commission. If you do, yeah, no, keep it. Yeah, no. Keep, I would definitely pass it on to you. Like, I absolutely have a dude. Yes, if I could, I would definitely find that because I would so pay for that, and I would pass it on to you because I totally want like a keyblade. But yeah, because I absolutely have a favorite keyblade, and it is one of the iconic ones for the series, which is good for me because that means it's in basically every game, which of course means it's in the first game. Like, I've got friends that are like. I've got friends that are into the cosplay community and like people who know people. So like, I don't know <laughs> if they know people, but you know what I mean. Like, if I could find somebody, like, and of course, you know, I wouldn't be sitting there being like, oh, give me this discount. I'd be like, no, just, we'll pay for it if you can do it. But no, I would definitely pass it on to you. So yeah, so, like I said, we can't actually get to that one for a good while, which is the part that kind of sucks, because the stat modification, or the stat mods on it, the strength and magic boost that it gives, by the time you get to it, like, every keyboard that you've gotten recently does better. It's just to right. it's just for completion if you want to go get it basically at that point. Um, 
But so yeah, so that finishes out the world. Uh, we do not, at this point, double back to um, Olympus Coliseum. Although I will say, if you're going by each each world has is marked with a battle level, which basically is just the difficulty rating. Um, it's shown in different ways for each game. This one does a number of stars out to the side. So Wonderland was the one star world, uh, so on and so forth. Olympus Coliseum is, yeah, Olympus Coliseum is the two-star world. So if you're going just by order of difficulty, Olympus Coliseum should be next, which is how I used to do it when I was younger. I would hit Allison, or I would do Wonderland, back over to Traverse Town, back out to, um, and then to Olympus Coliseum. And this is where, because I forgot to mention before, I will go ahead and talk about how the Gumby Ship works in this game it's in it's in all of the main games and most fans generally will agree especially for number one it tends to be most people's least favorite part of the game <laughs> um yeah because nice. what it is especially i i really like the way that they did it uh for kingdom hearts 3 they finally like i feel like got a really good balance going which we'll touch on it once we get there for kingdom hearts 1 you pick the world that you're going to, and it basically just takes you on, like, a track through space uh, with heartless spaceships flying around and shooting at you and then obstacles and whatnot. And so all you got to do, like, you can you can move around, but you honestly don't have to. You can just sit there in one spot and just shoot forward the entire time, and you'll generally be fine. But, yeah, so it's, like, you can tell that... Like, looking at um, the gummy ship stuff for each game, you can really tell this was the one for the first game because there's almost nothing to it. Um, you'll find gummy pieces in treasure chests and every time you shoot down a ship, so you can eventually make your own custom ship. Um, eh. And you can also get blueprints uh, for some of the heartless ships and just for other ships that you see uh, out and about. Um, which if you have the right pieces, will just instantly make that one instead of you having to try to figure out and make, because the editor can be kind of clunky sometimes, but, but so yeah, this is the only time I'm going to talk about, uh, the gummy ship actually being, or as a mechanic in this game. Well, actually I take that back. There will be one other time <laughs> because of how you get to one of the worlds. Steven, let's be honest, you're I, not going to stop like it. You eventually it. get a warp gummy. Which, if you're going back to any world you've been before, lets you just warp to it and skip all of the other bullcrap. I loved the warp gummy. <laughs> it was my friend. It was my friend. Uh -huh. I loved that we got it. Um, shut up. <laughs> uh -huh. But, but also this is where um, whether or not you won or lost uh, to Riku in the foot race back on Destiny Islands like actually matters. If if Riku won, oh, your seriously? default gummy ship will be named Highwind, just like he was going to name the Raft. If Sora won, then it's whatever you picked. Yeah. So, oh, like, if you... Which, again, when you go into the naming screen, the default that it will put in there for Sora to pick is Excalibur, but you can backspace that out and put anything. Um, I think I said last time, but the uh, the Let's Play, Let's Player I'm watching right now named it the Palpu ship. Because of the whole Pau Pou fruit thing. 
Um, but yeah, so you can you can come up with anything that you want to to name it or to name it, and if you win, that's the name of your default gummy ship throughout the game. So that is kind of neat. That's the only point of praise I will give the gummy ship in the first game is that that's kind of cool because that's the only time that really happens. I mean, anytime you make a custom ship, obviously you can pick what its name is, but that's the only time that you really have any control over like the name for the default one. From now on, it will always be the high wind. Which I mean, it's still a fine name, but anyway, um, so we go we go along to, um, deep or what is called deep jungle, the Tarzan world. This this is the Ooh. only time Tarzan is in a Kingdom Hearts game. <laughs> it's just is just in Kingdom Hearts one. I'll say, may I point out, I'm apprehensive about this world because Tarzan, the actual movie, had a really I have one of like the most dark Disney villain oh, deaths ever. Um, Clayton is still here. Uh, spoiler alert: He'll be half of the final boss fight is just you beating up an actual human man with a gun. I'm just saying, anybody that's seen Tarzan knows like what you see at the end. So I'm not going to say anything they, right now. They don't have that. Nice. <laughs> luckily, they shit. Right? I would imagine they wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, luckily shit. they don't have that part. Oh, I know exactly. You know what, what I'm talking about. about. And it'll come up whenever, well, I mean, have to talk about it whenever we get to uh, Tarzan for our main episodes. But since it didn't happen in Kingdom Hearts, we don't have to talk about it here. In nope, not going to do it now. I'm just saying. Let me just say for the record. <laughs> yeah. Instead, what we get okay, to talk about on. is Sora and Donald getting in a fight. Moving on. Um, yeah, when you, when you pull up to Deep Jungle, because uh, for the... For this one, for this game, it will always have you like sail up to like the world, the little icon that it has on the uh, the world map. Um, so when you pull up and Donald sees that it's just a jungle, he's like, "Dude, there's no way King Mickey would ever be in some backwater ass place like this." And Sora's like, "Well, I don't care if Mickey's there. Right? What if my friends are?" And Donald's like, "I don't fucking care about your friends." my dude, we're going to keep on going and look for King Mickey. And Sora's like, fuck that. That We find a place. I want to look for my friends. <laughs> fuck that shit right now. So literally, it's portrayed as like, you don't see this happening. You see it play out in like dialogue boxes <laughs> while you're just looking at the gummy ship just sort of hanging there in space until finally it starts to rock side to side because, oh, they got into a fight over the controls and you crash land into the Tarzan world and uh, get separated actually from Donald and Goofy. I don't know what happened to the gummy ship, but apparently it was enough that it tossed Sora one way and Donald and Goofy somewhere. Um, but yeah, so uh, we do not, we don't get the title card right away. Uh, instead, Sora wakes up in the treehouse. If you remember from the movie, I forgot to get a picture. Nope, I did get a picture of it. Okay, there we go. And Sora wakes up in the treehouse from the movie. Doesn't know what's going on. Gets attacked by a real-ass leopard. You mean Sabor? Yes, Sabor. Which I I never realized, again, until this Let's Play, apparently Sabor is a girl. I, yeah, Sabor is a I don't know how, chief. I just never knew that. I don't know. God's I don't know. Sabor is, like, one of the most badass Disney yeah. villains, too. Uh, you will fight Sabor, like, five times in this game. She's basically okay. So maybe more badass than video games, because in the movie she well, gets herself stomped pretty quick. But still, though, I mean, freaking leopard able to take down yeah, two right? humans with a gun. But um, 
I mean, come Plus, on. Oh my god, if you, you remember the um ah that dissolve where it has like Savora's face with like the night sky and the moon in one yes, eye, the, the, sun the in her other moon. eye. Mm. Well, and the whole yeah, and the lyrics thing. We'll get into that when we do Tarzan yeah. with the movie. But so, yes, no, I t- I totally agree with you though. But yeah, Sabora is one of the scariest right? Disney villains. Yeah, so Sora gets attacked by just fucking a real ass leopard, and then meets a man in a loincloth. He's having probably <laughs> one of the weirdest days he's had, especially considering I think this is still technically the same day. What the fuck <laughs> is wrong with that Tarzan? This, this is how he looks. I could have. I mean, I know it's like bad PlayStation graphics, but what? Dude, I could have given you the picture I saw that was him T posing with his hair just spread way out to the side. Oh, please don't. (laughs) No, I'm not even looking at the hair. I'm looking at like. Just all of it. What? I. No, I can't. I can't. I just can't. (laughs) But, but yeah, so he shows up like right after Sabor uh, runs off. It's giving me flashbacks <laughs> to my DeviantArt days. No, he doesn't show up after Sabor runs off. You do the fight, and then in the cutscene, he, like, chases Sabor off. Oh, so he does, well, like, Well, it's shit to for the actual him. fight itself, yeah, because he's not there yet. But then the, like, cutscene after the fight basically has, like, Sabor still charging Sora. And he, like, swings in and chases her off. And then, and then Sora's like, okay, I met a new guy. Sora's default which this is where I will get into Sora's default mode for meeting a new person is not oh hey a new person it's oh hey a new friend I keep dreaming I'm gonna open up the front door and he's gonna be dragging home and you pet him that is Sora 1000% Sora is Jim Hawkins across all kingdoms oh that's why they didn't do Treasure Planet <laughs> he's coming home and he's just asking. I mean, if you remember, you are as one like side thing to this game, finding a bunch of dogs. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Is, oh my god! It's, he, they're opening the freaking universe doors, and Sora is showing up with all these characters going. Can I keep it? Just seriously, just imagine at the end of the, like at the end of it when he finally goes home and it's like, "Mom, Dad, I made friends with a talking dog and a duck," and they're like, "Ha." I want to add on the cut scene that we mentioned during Treasure Planet going, in the dream, was the pet dead? <laughs> right. But no, okay, so so Sora tries oh, to... Oh, anyway. Sora, to his credit, sees this man in a loincloth and figures, eh, he probably talks the same way that I do, and decides to try and have a conversation. Right. Feral dude, nothing but a loincloth, and somehow, mysteriously, hair-free. Right. Yeah, he totally Um. So himself. basically, he's asking him, where are we? What is this place? <laughs> Tarzan hits him. I'm not even kidding. This is the line. This place, this place. Are you sure are you sure he means this place and not that place? Tarzan says this place, this place. Thanks. So so Sora is just like, okay, pushing pushing on ahead. I'm looking for my two friends. Donna you know what? Actually, I'm looking for my two friends, Riku and Kyrie. He almost says my two friends Donald and Goofy and then remembers to be mad. Um, but so before, as he's asking this though, before Tarzan answers, he does briefly see another Kyrie hallucination in the background. So this is just a thing that's happening to him now. I'm totally listening. I'm just trying to somehow make sense of all of this. <laughs> oh, sweet summer child. Oh, don't even start sugar pie. <laughs> 
But no, so um, he asks, he asks um, Tarzan, where are my friends? And Tarzan's response is, friends here, and then makes monkey noises. It's, okay, let me see. Let me see if I can get it. I know ooh, ooh, ee, ah, ooh is Jane's taste with Tarzan, and that's about it. <laughs> so yeah, he'll say that. That comes up a few times uh, throughout this world, is him saying, friends, ah, ooh, ooh, ah. And Sora's like, uh, uh, huh? And then we get, and this is when we finally get the title card for this world telling us that we are in deep jungle. This isn't just any regular jungle. This is advanced jungle. <laughs> but anyway, we cut over, we cut over to Donald and Goofy, who, like, basically, I don't, I don't know what the setup for this was, but they're sitting on a rock, and Donald, like, looks over, and Turk is, like, two inches from his face, screaming. Like, I don't know, I don't know what happened on their end that was the setup for this, if, like, Turk just happened to, like, walk up right as Donald turned his head and got scared. <laughs> but he turns One his head, think, but sees I'm gonna her, guess Turk no. screams, and just runs off. Because you're saying it. But then Clayton finds him, so everything's probably fine, right? Eh. Eh. Um, but so it, cu- it cuts back to... No, that's right. Um, bef- as Turk runs away, she drops a gummy piece, which... Yeah. I don't I don't know how, but it comes to be a thing that the gorillas here... You're supposed to know these things. Piece. I don't know why. I don't I don't know why they have pieces of spaceship cat. I don't know. <laughs> I, um exactly. <laughs> but uh so we switch back over to Sora. Um you uh the way the game wants you to go will be through like a tunnel in the treetops and then sliding along um vines, not vines, branches. Thank you. Uh sliding along branches to get to um the camp. But the, again, the Let's Player that I found, and this is for some reason something that I never fucking pieced together, is if you drop down from different points in the tree, uh, the big treehouse section, it will put you at different points in the map, depending on where you jump down. So he skips over the entire, like, um, branch sliding thing and just jumps down into, like, the area right next to the camp and just skips over all of it. Which like it's not that it it's not that that like breaks the game or like or anything. It's just basically just a way of getting there a little bit quicker. Which is which I I'm now thinking speedrunners probably must must do must make use of, of that a lot actually. Um, but yeah, so Sora finds the camp. Um, you are technically story wise supposed to just go straight to the tent and meet Jane. Um, but throughout the camp, there are, like, ten slides, uh, that you can find, like, picture slides that you can put into a projector, which, if you don't find them now, Jane will just tell you to go look for them, so, either way. But, um, but yeah, so, Sora meets Jane, and basically tells him everything they had been talking about with, um, with Tarzan, and she basically decides, okay, well, we'll show him pictures of things to see if anything matches what he was trying to say. And this is... So basically, it's if you don't find the if you don't go around and get all the slides, now you gotta get, go get all the slides. Otherwise, you can just skip ahead in the conversation. Uh, but this is when Clayton comes in with uh, with Donald and Goofy, and um, fucking they they're so happy to see each other for like two seconds, and, and Sora and Donald remember they're mad at each other, and I'm not even kidding. 
with Goofy standing in the background, both of them cross their arms and turn away in a huff. And then Goofy is just like, oh, hey, dude, BT Dubs, we found a gummy block. So basically now, because of that, they're thinking maybe there is a possibility that Mickey's here. Because why the fuck else would pieces of spaceship be in the jungle? I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so basically, so now Donald has approved of us having a plot line to this world so so we can actually get going. Uh, but like I said, the next thing to do is uh, showing Tarzan slides. It's basically, most of them are slides from the movie, if you remember that scene. One of them is, weirdly, a castle that Sora feels a vague familiarity with. I uh, dropped that screenshot in the uh, chat. Wait, hang on. Let me guess, we're going to go under the sea next episode. No, we do eventually go to Little Mermaid, but no, this that's not that's not Atlantica. That's totally Atlantica. <laughs> no, that is a this is this is spoiler alert a castle that we will see later on in the game, more or less. But no, this is this isn't Little Mermaid. That's totally Atlantica. <laughs> there are trees and clouds. It's got to be Beauty and the Beast or Atlantica. I'm gonna I'm gonna just let you stew on this. You're going to make me hate you until, like, two weeks from now is what you're saying. Hey, somewhere around there. It's Beauty and the Beast or it's Atlantica. <laughs> uh, but so Sora doesn't know why, but he does feel like the castle is familiar to Sora him. Sora doesn't know why, but For I some reason. Hey, I mean mm. that too. <laughs> okay, I'll but, let it go um, for now. <laughs> thank you, I guess. But um, so for now. they still haven't figured out what it was that Tarzan was trying to say. Uh, none of the slides actually help, so hooray for that, I guess. Um, Clayton, for no for no ulterior motive, he has no other reason for doing this, he's totally just trying to be helpful, suggests, well, if we haven't found them yet, they must, your friends must be with the gorillas. So Tarzan decides he's going to go ask Kerjack about it. <laughs> and this looks so fucking dumb. In the old school PS2 graphics, because they couldn't really do a transition in Clayton's mouth, it's just like his resting facial expression to just this big ass grin that I'm sure doesn't mean anything ominous. <laughs> like there's there's no transition, it's just. Dip. But that aside, we are uh, we're going to the treehouse now because um, Tarzan does try to talk to Kurtzak. Uh, Kurtzak, just like in the movie, ain't got time for his shit. Honey Badger ain't got time for your shit. Exactly. Um, and so basically, not really knowing what else to do, they go. They decide to kind of go look around some more and end up back at the treehouse, which is when the next cutscene happens. Um, Question. Tur- the castle picture. Yes. Is it Sleeping Beauty? No. It's going to fucking drive me nuts until I know what castle that is. <laughs> You're killing me. I promise it is one that we'll see in this game. More or less. I'm listening yeah. to the rest of the story, but you're so, killing me. <laughs> so you will eventually get your answer, but in classic Kingdom Hearts style, that answer will bring multiple other questions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy we're doing this. I hate you so fucking much. <laughs> right? But no, so um, Turk is by herself in the treehouse for some fucking reason. I don't know. Um... Playing with a globe, if I remember right. She's it's not fucking important. The point is Clayton tries to fucking shoot her. And Donald 
runs up and just duck yells right in his face to make him stop. <laughs> like, he doesn't say, he doesn't say words, like, he doesn't run up and shout stop. He just goes, Wah! Stop. Stop. <laughs> no, just keep in mind, I know it comes through clear when you post it, but on mine, it's coming through really garbled, so all of a sudden, all I heard was the sound of somebody strangling, like, five chihuahuas oh, at that's... once. That's all there was to hear, don't worry. <laughs> I mean, I know that's normal for you, but just so you know. <laughs> but, but yeah, so that this this doesn't stop Peyton from shooting, but it does draw his attention away so that he ends up missing Turk and shooting, like, the ground next to her. And I guess Kerchak followed them there because ne- the next shot that we see is him, like, looking on disapprovingly and walking away again. <laughs> And we don't even we don't even walk back to the camp. We're just back at the camp, and dude, Jane is fucking pissed at Clayton, which of course she is. Why would you not be unless you're terrible like he is? And he, my dude, tries to play it off. He's like, "Ah, oh, what? No, there was um. You see, a snake went by. I saved that poor gorilla's life, and it's like right. nobody's fucking buying it." So, so Clayton storms off, leaves the tent, vows not to any of them. He doesn't say this to any of any of the guys, uh, but vows that he's going to hunt down every last gorilla. And and he walks off. And this is when we finally start getting heartless in this world. So far, they have not shown up. The only thing we've fought is Sabor a couple more times. Um. But so the two unique Heartless that we get in this world are called Power Wild and Bouncy Wild. I am uploading both they now and I will like let you guess. They look like Pokemon and I want to hug them. I know, right? Except for the Honestly, second one, it looks yeah. like Blossom for the Powerpuff Girls crossed with the Pokemon. <laughs> and I still kind of want to hug him. Both of, both of these are really annoying to fight. Uh, the Power Wild, the top one, because basically they, both of them being monkeys... I guess, I guess the decision for this are kind of acrobatic, and so we'll move around, we'll, like, dart around kind of quickly, like, to dodge out of, or out of the way of your attacks and stuff. The Power Wilds will, like, charge at you, just swiping all over the place, so they obviously have, like, really strong hits, but we'll then try to get out of the way. The Bouncy Wilds, though, they're, like I said, they're both annoying to fight, but the Bouncy Wilds piss me off, because... You can see in the picture there that she has a slingshot. And basically what this one will do is stay on, like, the edge of whatever area that you're fighting in. And literally just jump and bounce around and shoot at you with that slingshot. It never does any actual damage, but it does make Sora fall down and, like, lose some of his money or whatever. That part's not really important. But so basically, like, you'll, huh. be, you'll be running at her trying to hit or running at something else trying to attack. And then you just suddenly fall the hell down and have to, like, get back up and now keep going. Meanwhile, things are either running away or hitting at you on their own. So, yeah, they these two, in terms of design, look really neat. I really like the, the wilds, but they are annoying to fight. Um, but, so, uh, this one, we don't, we don't have a specific place that we're going, um, at, or as you clear out uh, areas in a fight, like a gorilla will show. Basically, what it is is like the heartless are attacking the gorillas. So 
you're going back to all of the different areas that you've been, fighting Heartless there, and then whatever gorilla you just saved will give you a gummy piece and leave. And so you do that if you do that a few times, and like basically you'll finally get a cutscene once you've gone to every area and cleared it out. Uh, you'll get a cutscene. It this one I don't know why is done in first person. From it's it's Turk running through the heartless infested areas into the camp, but for some reason we get it like from her POV, <laughs> just like darting along and like slamming accidentally slamming right into Jane. I don't I don't know why they made that decision, but it made for a neat a neat cutscene to watch at least I guess. Um, but so the point of that scene is just Turk and Jane have been captured. Uh, you track them down to an area like among the treetops, kind of. It's on the way to um to the uh the treehouse, which in um hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay, no, yeah, started to get ahead of myself. Did we myself. lose track, Steven? We, I did. I started to get ahead of myself. Um, oh, on the way back, uh, you find Clayton's pipe like sitting on a rock and get attacked by Sabor for the last time in the game or in the game. You don't actually kill her. Like after this fight, she still like gets up and runs off. So she's still fucking fine. But periodically you'll get like different equip items that you can get that will have different stat boosts. I'm not going to go into all of those because it would be way too much to talk about. But this one's funny as hell because what you get from beating Sabor is an item called the White Fang. Which means you you beat this leopard up and then just ripped out her tooth and were like, I'm going to hang on to this. Or I guess maybe it got knocked out in the fight. I don't know. The point is, <laughs> the point is you keep her tooth as a trophy, basically. But, um, but so this is when you finally, uh, this is when it uh, cuts over to, uh, to Turk running into Jane. I did start to get ahead of myself a little bit. Um... This part is actually kind of funny. The Let's Player that I'm watching tried to cheat here. Because if you if you go to one of the save points, you can obviously just leave, go back to the gummy ship, back to the, like, over map, and do whatever. So <laughs> what he tried to do was leave from the save point in the camp and then just go to the save point closest to, um, closest to the camp <laughs> when he did the area to or the doorway to leave that area was blocked off by vines so like the game makes you actually walk from the camp all the way back up to the fucking treehouse <laughs> it was just funny to me at least no but, i agree yeah, so we get, i'm just so we, confused no you know you're fine but so you know you're gonna be confused again here in a second because we find um turk and jane not quite at the treehouse yet but basically in, like, a cage of roots and vines. And you know what you gotta do to free them? Chop them down? No. There's a big fruit growing on the side of a tree, and you have to break Seriously? that. Seriously? Yeah. Let me get um, Is it, like, some in this like area, a par four course where you have to knock the thing down, or...? Not really. It's, like, just a big... Like, the it's, like, blackish-purple, so, like, the implication of it is, like, this is some big of darkness that's causing the vines to grow i guess it's just it's what? silly because this basically comes down to beat up that fruit to save the lady you in know the look i'm giving the phone right now right i assume it is more like the are you fucking kidding me are we really doing this that works too but what is 
I mean, we'll do it sort of. Okay. Yeah, what they do in basically what they do in this fight is there will be like three to five, I think, heartless also in the area like fighting you, obviously. So it's not just hit the fruit; you have to deal with those guys too. But they will continuously respawn. So if you try to just take the heartless out and then deal with the fruit, you're going to be here forever because the the game will just keep putting more. So you you have to try to focus on the fruit while like worrying about not getting hit basically which is kind of neat that it does that i think this is the only this is the only time i can really think of off the top of my head at least that it does something like that so that part is kind of cool but you beat up the fruit and save uh jane and turk uh jane says the thing that we all knew is that clayton attacked them and that now he's going after the gorillas um and so you you track Clayton down uh, before the boss fight starts. Um, Tarzan shouts the monkey noises again and then says, not Clayton. So the implication is, like, again, whatever that whatever that monkey noise means, like he's saying Clayton, some variation of, like, Clayton is no longer himself or something like that, um, which I guess he might have been correct to say because Clayton starts to hover in the air. Hmm. Yeah. Basically, basically what it is, he's hmm. <laughs> what it is. He don't worry. He didn't like gain some kind of like flight magic or anything like that. He's got a chameleon heartless helping him out now, <laughs> so it was just invisible. I just really like the reveal because like the cutscene does just have him like sitting on it and just like fly up into the air. <laughs> only you, and like Steven. it's do what I said. Only you, Stephen. It's it's funny to look at, especially because. You don't actually see that Heartless until you get it down to about half health. It stays invisible until then. So again, this whole time, he's like hovering in the air and just like darting around and like trying to shoot at you with his actual human rifle. This is one of the weirdest fucking boss fights compared to everything else because Wanna? it's not like... Well, compared compared to the other boss fights in this now, game... Now, are you saying one of the weirdest ones in like, this game or one of the weirdest ones like... For the series as a whole. By by comparison, because it's not some big okay. crazy heartless. It's not like some bombastic Disney villain or I was about to say, anime what the fuck am I getting into? Yeah, no, because like basically every other boss fight is like, you know, like characters like Maleficent that have got big crazy magic and she can turn into a dragon, or like heartless that do weird stuff, or anime people that can that have weird anime magic. This is a human man with a gun. <laughs> And just com- well, all right. Yeah, exactly. Fair so, enough. Yeah, so by comparison, it's just really weird compared to everything else. But uh, so you save the day, you beat Clayton. Um, instead of instead of the way things end for him in the movie. <laughs> um, oh, actually, I forgot to post the picture of his of his dude. Hold up. Boop, boop. Where is it? There he is. There's his his chameleon dude. It's called. What the, the fuck is that? <laughs> um. That's like something in you the... would see in a Donkey Kong game. <laughs> oh my god, it Like, does. no, Donkey Kong 64. That seems like one of the bosses you would see in Donkey Kong 64. <laughs> oh my god, you're right. Um, in the in the final mix Am version... Am I wrong? No. In the final mix version, this dude's recolor just gives him, like, He's supposed to be tattoos. from the Tarzan world? Yeah. Like, the only chameleon <laughs> this you is the boss see of the is tar- during Son of Man and Tarzan's being all cute with it. They don't have this shit. I don't, I don't, yeah, I'm not sure. I guess they just decided, you know, fuck it. It's a, I think, 
I think they started with the concept of Clayton having an invisible heartless and worked backward from there to what but that could no. possibly be. Clayton would have like become his own heartless. He wouldn't have done a chameleon thingy. And that's the, he was too self-centered. And that's the thing is in later games, you're exactly right. The person would become a heartless and you would fight that. <laughs> that happens a few times, I'm pretty sure. If I remember okay, right. Okay, so we'll let creepy lizard dude slide for now, I guess. I guess. I don't know. We don't really fine. have a choice, so but um <laughs> But yeah, so instead of like the way things end for uh, for Clayton in in the movie, basically the stealth sneak just sort of like collapses and passes out on top of him. And then because Heartless, once you defeat them, they vanish basically because you beat them up enough that I guess they couldn't hold themselves together anymore. Whatever, it doesn't matter. So after the stealth sneak, uh, stealth sneak disappears, Clayton's just fucking gone. <laughs> I don't realistically what it probably is no. is that realistically what it probably is is that he's supposed to be knocked out and they just didn't want to have to put his character model into that scene so they just left him not there <laughs> but but yeah the stealth sneak collapses on top of him vanishes in the way that heartless do basically just kind of evaporating and it's just not a Clayton under him anymore no <laughs> It's, yeah, it's wild. Um, I don't like it. <laughs> well, we don't have time to to worry about that anymore because Kurtzak no, walks ten, over to We Sora. still have 10 minutes to talk about this shit. <laughs> no, we do not. We have 10 minutes and 10 seconds to talk about this shit. <laughs> no, we don't because Kurtzak walks over and yeets Fuck Sora you, up onto a cliff. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't say anything. That, oh, that's another thing is, yeah, this... This game doesn't end with Kerchak dying like in the movie, so I don't know what is supposed to be the dynamic now for the gorillas. Wait, that was the whole thing, though, is Kerchak dies and he hands it over to Tarzan. I know! That doesn't what happen! I don't know! He has, he has no speaking lines, not even in di- not even in unvoiced cutscenes in the dialogue box. He just, he, he walks like, up, he grabs Sora by the shoulder. Does he down with Tarzan? Or? No. No. He's just there but, to stand what? off to the side and Why? Because they cut so much down. Oh, my mic fell. Hang on. Because they cut so much down for the plot lines of these worlds, dude. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah. So Kerchak doesn't really get to do shit, aside from look on disapprovingly. But, so, like, immediately after the fight, he walks over and, again, without saying anything, grabs Sora by the shoulder and yeets this little 14-year-old anime boy. Um, up onto a nearby cliff because they could not, I guess, think of any other way to get you over here story or story wise after that cutscene because this is where you actually need to go to end um to end the world is into a cave over here that will have like um basically it's you hopping on little rock platforms behind a waterfall. Or whatever. So I guess they just couldn't think of a way to get you there. So they just have Kershaw throw you to it. It's so fucking weird. But, um, did I... Okay. I have a picture of it, but not just yet. Okay. Wait, what are we doing? No, I was uh, making sure I'm not getting mad at myself. We we get into, basically, like, um, the innermost part of the cave where a bunch of butterflies fly away from this world's keyhole. And Sora, of course, seals it. Um, 
which wait, again we get that, back over, that. I'm flipping back over between channels, so ooh. Yeah. No, okay, Shiny. no, the conversation does happen before the keyhole. So the the whole time they're having this conversation, it's a like glowing batch of butterflies just hanging out there because they're not ready to reveal the keyhole yet. That's right. Um they come into this little area and Tarzan makes the monkey noise again and says, Friends there, see friends. And so Jane finally realizes that the monkey noise he's making means heart. So he's saying, your friends are in your heart. And so it's always just like, oh, that's what he meant. <laughs> it's, it's like this whole time I thought you meant my friends are actually here. And now it's just some bullshit about your friends are within your heart. <laughs> so I'm so disappointed. But um, Tarzan gives this short little speech. Uh, basically, he says, friends, same heart. Clayton, Clayton, lose heart. No heart, no see friends. No heart, no friends. Like, okay. It's, it's, it's in the weird Tarzan wording, but basically what he's trying to say is Clayton lost his heart to the darkness and could no longer see his friends. If you lose your heart, you cannot have friends. Blah, blah, blah. So Sora, Sora and Donald finally make up. And this is where the butterflies uh, flap away to reveal the keyhole. And Sora uh, locks it. And... I think I forgot to mention before, but in Wonderland, a special uh, a special uh, gummy piece that they don't know what it does fell out of the keyhole there, and another one falls out here. Uh, the little pop-up tells you that it's called a Navid hyphen G, so Navid gummy. G is the short for gummy because there's limited space on these pop-ups. So the pop-up kind of ruins the mystery because you can guess that Navid just means navigation gummy, but... So that'll be kind of the next major plot point is them going back to Traverse Town to figure out, you know, what to do. Um, but this cutscene decides to end with Turk, for some reason, giving Donald the goo-goo eyes and Donald saying, no, 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 Daisy would kill me. I don't know why they did that. <laughs> I don't know why they decided that Turk has a crush on Donald, but I guess just think about that the next See, time that's you watch be, or That was going to be my next pick for my movie pick for DB minus. <laughs> I'm, so. I'm so sorry. I may change that or I may not. We'll wait and see. But yeah, so just something to keep in mind is the Rosie O'Donnell uh, monkey has a crush on Donald I, Duck. I'm just, if I do pick Tarzan still, I'm going to block that out of my memory. Thank you, Stephen. You're right to do so. Just keep in mind, Stephen, at some point, you and I are going to be in the same office again. <laughs> um, so I assume we're probably getting pretty low on time, so this will probably be uh, yeah, we uh, are. Well, it. technically, we still have like four minutes left. Okay, so, so yeah, we can, we can get through this cutscene. Uh, we snap back over to the Coalition of Evil, which I just like calling them that now. Uh, and this cutscene, I, mean, I know, right? This cutscene, we're actually able to get uh, a little bit of a glimpse of the area that they're hanging out. And honestly, this place kind of looks like a fucking church. I don't know if that was on purpose, I mean, it but seems it like really has those vibes, right? And you got, you know, you got the big fancy heartless symbol there in the background. So it's, I don't know, it's a bunch yeah, of stuff. Totally but, not um, ominous at all, right? Um, but this this cutscene is where um, what you had asked before about. Uh, digging the, the worlds out of order if that can have an effect because this cutscene always follows uh, or always comes at the end of Deep Jungle but you can do Deep Jungle first if you want um, anyway the cutscene starts with Jafar saying what drew the hotness to that world and Maleficent says the hunter drew Fucking them there Jafar it was this lust for power okay. that, 
Here's. Okay, okay, I'm good. Uh, Maleficent, Maleficent comes in and says, The hunter drew them there. It was his lust for power that was the bait. But it seems the bait was too tasty for his own good. And Oogie Boogie, with absolutely no sense of tact, just goes, Yeah, he got chomped instead. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, Jafar responds, <laughs> Right? Jafar responds, A weak-hearted fool like him stood no chance against the heartless. But the boy is a problem. He found one of the keyholes. Which, again, this Giggity. is... That's... Do what? Oh, okay. giggity. You gosh. Which, again, that's where doing, the, <laughs> doing it in any order kind of comes in, because if you do it first, he has only found one, but technically by now we've found two keyholes. Um, but Maleficent responds, Fear not. It will take him ages to find the rest. Besides, he remains blissfully unaware of our other plan. And Ursula, basically just to say, Hey, I'm here too, goes, Yes, the princesses. <laughs> And Maleficent says, they are falling into our hands one by one. And, like, the camera pans over to reveal, okay, this is where Alice is. And then we hear Maleficent's voice go, speaking of which, and the cutscene just fucking ends there. <laughs> and he goes back to Sora and the others in Deep Jungle. But this is where um, I will say, if you do, what's kind of interesting, if you do, um, if you do Deep Jungle first... Um, obviously they can't just show you Alice yet because you haven't done her storyline yet. So what will actually happen in that cutscene is instead of it, the camera panning over and showing Alice, it'll be Snow White. Like the whole rest of the cutscene is still the same, but instead of Alice there, it's Snow White, which is, I think, I just think kind of interesting because basically showing if you do the world out of order, you actually see, oh, these guys have gotten a hold of more people than we think. Hmm. Yeah. Right. But uh, this is where, um, but that's where the that scene ends. It goes back over to Sora and the others still in that same cave. Um, basically, it's time for them to say goodbye. They've got to leave and keep looking. Um, the, uh, this uh, this one, we actually do get the Keyblade for this world right here, which, again, this, as the series goes on, is kind of going to be the norm. You complete the world, and then when the cutscene, or when the final cutscene for it ends, it'll say, hey, you got the thing. Right. So let me see right. there. And we actually just, as soon as I look at this, we just hit the timer. So do we want to, ooh. <laughs> yeah, I'll read the description for this Keyblade, and then this cutscene is almost over. <laughs> this one is called Jungle King. Um, the description for it has a long reach, but seldom deals critical blows, which I never really notice critical hits as making a difference, so I don't care. Um, it gives you a strength boost over the Kingdom Key, so this was the first time that I always swapped out Keyblades, plus this one just looks If you stick neat. that in someone and pull it out, the, uh, it's gonna hurt. Oh, dude, right? <laughs> that will, that'll fuck up, uh, that'll fuck up a lot of people that will. Um, what I don't really get is the charm on it is it's like a like butterfly a almost well like for a long time i thought it was a butterfly but if you no, like zoom but it's in... both though it's like it's a bow that could be a butterfly yeah but it is it's like you know totally barbaric and stabby and this shit is gonna hurt and then barbaric handle and then just this little butterfly bow thing at the end you're pure <laughs> but yeah so so the, the world is officially prettier. over i, I mean love you it. obviously can come back here and grind and look for other stuff if you want but um you get the ability to use red trinity marks. Um, if you remember the uh, those little trinities that I showed you a picture of last time, how they were um, 
what is it? I think it's blue, red, yellow. And uh, I'm trying to remember the order too. It's blue, red, if you're talking green, about the armor thingies, yellow. Because you're still blipping white. in and out. The armor thingies, yes, I know the color scheme you're talking. No, about. not the armor thing. Uh, the Trinity marks. Um, I haven't really made a big deal about them because they, they don't really do anything. Um, but throughout the worlds, there are. I, I put a picture of of them in the chat for the last episode. There are these little marks that you'll find on the ground in different places. They're all in different colors. Uh, you start off, oh. yeah, you start off being able to activate the blue ones uh, right away, but now we have access to the red ones. Each of them does a different thing. Um, the blue ones are called Trinity Jump, so, like, everyone will just kind of jump in place, and then there'll be a flash and something happens. Um, the red, if I remember right, I think are called either Trinity Bash or Trinity Ram. And basically, all three of the group members will slam into whatever object it is that has the red Trinity mark on it and, like, knock it down. So, that makes yeah, sense. so there's that. Like, each one is interacted with differently. Um, the green one, I forget the name for. I think it's, like, Trinity Climb. But the green one, they'll all stack on top of each other to reach something high up. I don't remember what the yellow one what the yellow one is. I think oh, it's called Trinity Push. They'll all three like push against a heavy thing um, together, and then the white one is I think just called Trinity. Basically, they'll all hold their weapons up, and there will be a flash. Uh, each world has one white one, but then different amounts of the other ones. Um, the the Lady Luck Keyblade is from the white trinity mark in uh wonderland which you don't get access to the white ones until close to the end of the game which is why it really pisses me off because you could just give us the keyblade the first time we came here man but no <laughs> but uh but yeah so you get all of that as you're leaving and we get a friendlier argument between um donald and sora basically Donald, I guess, has been the one, the main one driving up until now, and Sora says, hey, I want to drive, and Sora, and Donald's like, no, you don't know what you're doing, and Sora's like, yes, I do, I'm the Keyblade Master, and <laughs> Goofy basically is just like, oh, boy, and so the, the gummy ship rocks a little bit more. And then, like, fabulous. Basically, <laughs> there are so many times where Goofy will be, like, the unexpected voice of reason out of this trio, and it never fa never fails to surprise and be very good to see but so that's that's where we'll end for now is they're just in a friendly friendly little bicker about who gets who's gonna drive it doesn't it matters to them i'm sure but it doesn't matter to us because we don't actually see give me one driving. second before we start the questions i gotta beat my microphone real quick okay i'm back hi back i'm steven Hi, Steven. I'm Kat. Ah, God damn it. Sorry. <laughs> okay, okay. So, okay, so yeah, the episode proper is is out of the way. So, uh, moving on to questions. We got one on Twitter, so I'll go ahead and uh, read that one, then we'll hop into the You do the ones. Twitter, and then I will do the Discord if you there want. There we go. Uh, this one comes to us right. from Jasmine Marsh at Pitmon over on Twitter. Uh, let me see. Had a few questions, actually. Ooh. Yes. Uh, it's all in one post, so that was what got me. Um, first question, how do you feel about hub rooms you return to constantly with new context? Um, I think this one referring to the how or how you came to came back to the bizarre world a bunch in Wonderland, uh, which, like I said, because of the way it was laid out, I got mixed up and confused a lot 
back when I was younger and playing through this game. Uh, but that said, a, a hub world like Traverse Town, I do love me a good hub world or hub area in a game. They can either work or be frustrating depending on the kind of game. Like with, uh, I know with Silent Hill 4, one of my favorite PS2 games, I know like eventually you get to a hub point where like you go up and down, but you have to backtrack a lot to get to where you were going oh, that sucks. to get between worlds but like in other worlds like with okami it's like a really big open world so you have to technically traverse across the whole world but you can do shortcuts i think it just depends on how the world is set up like if they make you backtrack a ton i hate yeah. it but if they the... can let you at least like i understand a little bit of backtracking but if you can at least cut out like a big chunk of just the running across the land yeah like when I they like uh, fast travel option or shortcuts or something like that yeah um, right. The right. Kingdom Hearts games, aside from, uh, I don't think Coded does some some of the handheld ones, just because they get their mechanics are set up a little bit a uh, little bit weirder. But like the the mainline games that are on consoles will all have a hub world that you are going to come back to a bunch over the course of the game, which is also like where your shops will be and stuff. So in this one, it obviously is Traverse Town so far. Which, uh, next time, after we finish Olympus Coliseum, we're actually going to do our first return to Traverse Town, so there you go. Ah, uh, let me see, though, what was the second question? There it is. Do you ever wish a game would just check uh, checkpoint you and teleport you with some damage, rather than making you climb back? And yes. If a game does not do that, and I have to start completely over because I died, I hate that game so much. Dude, yes. Fuck that noise. Right? Like, you know, put me back at least where I died. Like, you know, give me a handicap, maybe, you know, lessen a little of my health, maybe lose a few items, but don't put me all the way back at the beginning. Fuck that. Yeah, like, back me up, like, right before the fight. I will rage quit a game for that. Yeah, back me up, like, right before the fight started, and I'm good. I'm even good with, like, like was pointed out, if if I've taken a little bit of damage or lost some, uh, some of my items or something, I'm fine with that. Just back me up just a little bit. So I can hop right back to where I was. Yeah, I would be like, you know, whatever Which I earned I think... during the fight, you know what? Take that away. Take my items. That's fine. But put me back to the beginning of the fight. Let me start over. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, which I think back when I tried to play Dark Souls around the time it came out was part of the reason I ended up dropping it because the safe areas, the bonfires are so, like, few and far between that if you were a good way out and you die... You are now making that whole big trek again with all of the enemies having come back. See the freaking Pokemon games, like when you did the Elite Four, you get all the way to the end, but then if you died, it was like you know, forget no Pokemon centers, no items. You were all the way back at the very beginning. Yeah, yeah so freaking mad with so <laughs> many Pokemon games. And here we go. Would Sora and company beat up uh, beat up a cop car for training or a bonus level? Um. This one I can probably answer a little bit better than you since I've played through all the games. But go ahead. Um, Sora, uh, Donald, Donald, one hundred percent would because he's a little ball of rage. He just likes to destroy things. For Donald for is freaking navy. So I mean, <laughs> I posted that picture already. The dude is that military. Too. So, but like for him being the mage, he is very much charge in and just destroy. Uh, Goofy, I think, would hang back because he'd be like, I don't know, fellas, that's a cop car. Is that really a good idea? Sora would get caught up in the moment and start breaking it along. Yeah. The, uh, as was, this is basically, a, uh, now that I think of it, sort of the establishing point for it, but there are basically uh, all, all of the times that I mentioned 
uh, where Goofy is like the unexpected voice of reason, it's because Sora and Donald are doing are teaming up and doing something dumb. It happens so much in the series, and this this world now I think of it was kind of the establishing point for that. That like Sora and yeah. Donald will get caught up in like not thinking something through or whatever, and Goofy will be the one hanging back and being like, "Guys, that's a bad idea." That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> or Goofy will be like the meme where it's like, "I'll yuck and do it again." <laughs> uh, that will come up at least <laughs> once in Kingdom Hearts Two. I can already got. I can already say. Um, okay, but uh, let's see our ones. All on, right, I've got uh, the ones on Discord. Okay. Uh, Flutterdark's first question oh. is... Well, okay, go, go ahead and do Flutterdark and we'll back up and get Casey. Oh, did we miss Casey too? Okay, yes. well, here, let's go ahead and do Casey and then we'll do Flutterdark. Okay. Uh, Casey had three questions. Uh, they're behind the spoiler tags. So no, I, I just you, went ahead and unfolded them, so, so if you want to go ahead and start Casey, that's okay, cool. Okay, there we go. Uh, her first question, which do you prefer of the two Heartless bosses in these worlds, Stealth Sneak or Trickmaster? And of the two having done both fights, I would say Stealth Sneak is probably a little bit more, uh, a little bit funner of a fight because it moves around a lot, but it's also smaller and easier to get to. So you don't have to jump, hit it once, and then like reset. You can just follow it around. So it, it's a, it moves around in the sense that it makes it more of a dynamic fight than like being annoying, which I feel like the Trickmaster kind of gets into. And uh, Casey, her, her next question actually is something that Flutterdark also asked, so I will skip for now, uh, basically just uh, saying any thoughts on original versus final mix coloration. Um, this, uh, her next question actually uh, ended up already uh, already answering <laughs> over the course of it, which was, which, which one did you do first, Wonderland or Olympus? I, and even, even these days, whenever I play, I'll follow them based on the battle level ranking that it gives each one, because which one also does tend to work out to be like the story progression for it too. So it just makes it, e I feel like it just kind of makes it easier to just take them at like the easier, slightly less easy, slightly less easy. So I always started with Wonderland, uh, which I said before. For mine, but, yeah. as far as still sneak and Trickmaster, I'm going to wait just because, um, again, I'm not allowed to see any of these playthroughs or do anything ahead of time. So I'm going to wait until next episode to say whether I like or what I think about still sneak or Trickmaster. Because, again, I'm coming into these blind. I don't know anything about these bosses ahead of time until Steven tells yeah, me about them. Yeah, which, uh, let me see, how far did we get? Okay. Um, we didn't of, make it to Olympus, but I think we made it pretty far. Yeah, right? Olympus is actually another one that we'll go to a bunch of times cool. over the course of the game. And if we need to, so, like, what we'll say is, I think, like, if it looks like we're going to hit, like, in the middle of the world, I think we can adjust the time frames. But for right now, I'm going to say for Casey's first question, I'm going to wait until the next, just because I haven't seen yeah. it. Uh, but we have made it up to video 11. Of the uh, okay. of the let's play. message so, me that on Facebook just yeah. so I know because that way tomorrow I can at least watch like the playthroughs and kind of catch. There we go. And uh, this one I also already answered at the beginning was were you annoyed that they put Disney Castle on the map but wouldn't let you land there? And the answer is yes. Oh my god, yes. I hadn't even played the game and it annoyed. I hated me, that so. so much. <laughs> I hated it. I hated it. I hated it so much. It made me so mad. I was actually. Minor spoiler, I guess, Disney Castle is one of the worlds that you can go to in Kingdom Hearts 2. 
I was so happy that they were finally letting us go there. I didn't even care what it was going to be about. I obviously had no idea what the storyline for it would be until I actually got there and played it. I was just happy that it could happen. Because finally, finally it was a place I could go. Are you okay now? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, okay. So are we ready but for go- Flutter Dark? Yeah, question. going down to Flutter Dark. All right, so Flutter Dark, um, I'll just go ahead and read this off because uh, she did leave us a note. Uh, less a question, more than a note. The original PS2 version could not skip cutscenes. Uh, Deep Jungle was the first world where an infamous cutscene happened because of that fact. Which, I'm not... The only... Okay, I somehow... Or I think because I always played on, like, easy or regular because I'm only over here for the story, uh, I missed out on a lot of these, like, ones that that have been memed a lot by the fandom because they were right in front of really hard fights and you couldn't skip cutscenes. Um, there's one in particular toward the end of the game that I'll definitely hit on when we get to it. Uh, anyone who's listening and has played the game probably knows exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, the only one I can think of right now must be, I guess, right before the Clayton fight, which I don't think I ever really remember giving me too much trouble. So which I didn't Clayton, have to repeat Clayton that Clayton is going into Flutter Dark's next question, yeah. though, so watch out for that. But yeah, so that one, I I think I ended up only ever having to see once per playthrough. So I guess I got lucky there. Okay. Uh, so, for uh, the actual her, question. Her actual question was, with Clayton being a boss, oh, who is just a normal human with a gun, what other characters do we want as boss yeah. fights? Oh, actually, real quick, Flutterdark is boss. Oh, so I'm so sorry, Flutterdark. But, uh, but no, uh, for the... Actually, I... Leaving this one, or leaving this one to you. What are some characters you'd like to see as like? I as, one of the uh, ones I would like to see, on? and I honestly found this because of work being randomly quiet. And it was I would like to see Hans from Frozen because, and that being because there was actually a novelization like released behind the scenes that it's called a Frozen Heart, but basically like it, it goes more into not only Anna and Elsa's like whole little backstory, like basically between when. It, it goes between the time skip that you see in the film, yeah. but it also actually goes into Hans's childhood and kind of shows how he wound up being where he is when we see him in the movie. Oh, okay. But it shows him as being like he genuinely starts off as a well-intending guy just wanting to prove his family right. And then it shows how he like turns into the whole, you know, self-serving psychopathic asshole that he winds up being in the movie. But I would really honestly like to see him being like a character in the game where like the choices that you make maybe earlier on in the game can kind of influence whether he goes, you know, the version that you see in the movie, which is where, you know, he does what he does. I'm not spoiling much or whether or not he can be turned away from it, which if you look at how he is in the novel, you could see he could be swayed either way and he was swayed either way. I think it would be interesting to see what he would I do. do. I do like the game. Uh, this one, and this is why Bioshock is one of my favorite series, even though it's somewhat limited in this. But I do like me a game where you can actually influence the outcome of like the storyline overall or for certain characters based on like choices that you make. So that would have been neat. Uh, Frozen is in Kingdom Hearts 3, and don't you worry, I will have some thoughts well, when we get if there. you get the chance though i know it's on itunes you can find it like on most books but a frozen heart it's like 9.99 but 
Well, but seriously, though, it, like, it shows you, like, everything Hans went up through, and, like, that could easily be turned into a, like, during the course of the game, you could totally, like, influence young Hans as, hey, do this, or hey, do that. And it would be really interesting to see how that would influence the game as a whole. So I would honestly like to see Hans as the villain just to see, like, how the game took it and if it gave him that option to, like, kind of change the game depending on what you Yeah. Uh, I think it would be interesting. That is sort of neat. Um, I will say, uh, just because this is one that I sort of, I had thought you would have mentioned, uh, in one of the later games, we get Hunchback of Notre Dame as one of the worlds, and Frollo is, we don't fight, we don't fight him, it's set up similarly to the Clayton one, except that he's 100% just hanging off to the side and making you fight. Frollo is so fucked But yeah, so he's like, That would be good too, though. Yeah, right? And then uh, okay, next from Flutter um, Dark is what type of... Uh, he says, secondly, since it will definitely come up, what type of vessel would you guys use to travel between worlds? I'm guessing they mean, like, any vessel? Yeah. Which... Eh. Treasure planet ship. Do what? Oh, God, yeah. The, 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 the RS Legacy planet. from Treasure Planet. Yeah, that... RS Legacy from Treasure that Planet. That would be really neat, and actually uh, we will sort of touch upon as a possibility, not... With Treasure Planet, of course, because it hasn't been in any of the any of the games yet. But keep that in mind uh, for later on in this game. My ideal travel mode, if we're seeking, if we're looking at uh, ones that are available in Kingdom Hearts, is actually one that will not come up until the prequels. Uh, but uh, since we had, since I had mentioned uh, that the characters from the I think Kingdom Hearts Two Secret Ending are in Birth by Sleep. Those armor dudes are who you play as, and basically a property of their armor is that they can each make like their own individual spaceship type deal for when they're traveling between worlds. And they're all like collectively, they're all called Keyblade Gliders, and they're really neat when we finally get there. But so without spoiling it, that would be my. Choice. I'm down with it. Yeah. All right. Um. So that takes care of it for this episode. Uh. We. Next time, we'll definitely hit um, Olympus Coliseum for the first time. Like I said, that's going to be another one. Yeah, that, that'll be the first one. Yeah, well, Olympus Coliseum is there as, like, your tournament world, so it's good for, like, grinding. But it also means the storyline of it is <laughs> split up among, like, all the different tournaments that come up. So it's one that you'll come back to a lot because it's like, oh, now that you finally did this episode... Or this world, you can do the next like fifth of Olympus or of Olympus Coliseum. So head on back over there for a minute. Which, eh, I'm a little mixed on. I like I like the idea of it, but in practice, it gets kind of annoying because it's like, okay, you're here for a minute. Now you get to go do something else. Now you got to come back here for a minute, and not in the same way that like you keep going back to Traverse Town for different things. But so we will hit up um, Olympus Coliseum for the first time and go back to Traverse Town for sure. I'm assuming we'll probably start to get into some of the other worlds because neither of those takes super, super long. But those two I know for sure. Get there. If we so, need to uh, like tweak the. Yeah. If we need to tweak the time, you know, we'll be fine. I yeah, mean, we can play by ear. No, the one of us have to work on Sunday. So. <laughs> All right. Come hell or high water. <laughs> All right. So with that, though. Um, Getting into just our regular plugs, uh, I am on Twitter myself at Marshmallow, which is spelled like Marshmallow, except that it has my name in it. 
Uh, you can also find me doing dad jokes at dad underscore tastic. Uh, Nero's not on these episodes, but I'll go ahead and plug them since they are on our regular episodes. Uh, you can find Nero at Dragon Smoocher and on a Shira uh, rewatch podcast uh, called the Podcast of Power, which I started listening to and started rewatching Shira because of. And y'all, Shira's good. <laughs> I'm Kat. Um, you can find me lurking on various Norse and pagan blogs on Discord. I am also, of course, on Disney Minus every other Sunday that we're not doing this. Also, anybody from Disney Minus and Kingdom Hearts that are listening to this, I am still pushing to have Techno played at the end of every Kingdom Hearts episode. <laughs> if you support me, please message Steven and tell him we need Techno. Vote now on your phone. Yeah. Steven, do not cut this out of the episode. I swear to God, you'll have to find me someday. I won't. I won't. And I will save my but, uh, I will save my other lame joke sign-offs for the actual Disney <laughs> Minus. So that's it for me. But So this episode is going to go up, since we're doing these every other week, this one's going to go up the uh, Sunday that we are recording our next episode, our next movie episode for Disney Minus. Uh, that one is going to be Bambi. We're going to be destroying so children's childhoods everywhere. <laughs> A little bit. A little bit. Until then, there is no little bit. <laughs> Until then, y'all have fun and be good. No promises. <laughs>